Welcome to you all, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 109 of the Sound of Football podcast. Me, Chris Oakley, here, as ever, ably assisted by Terry DeFellon and Graham Sibley. Hello to you both. Hello. Hello. The returning Graham Sibley, no less. Yes. Um, yes Graham is. has been away on a, uh, a whirlwind tour of uh, the Scottish Highlands and Lowlands promoting this podcast. How did that go then, uh, Graham? Uh, it did, yeah, it went perfectly well. Got as far as Manchester, is that right? Uh, yeah, I thought that was far enough. Yeah, that's the, that's that's pretty much all you need to know, really, about our efforts to. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> this week we are turning our attention towards Chelsea. Uh, of course, a uh, club now with a uh, we might call it temporary manager in the form of uh, uh, Di Matteo. Now that Andre Villas-Boas has gone, we are going to be looking at uh, what the immediate future will be for the, for Chelsea, as far as we can make out, and indeed look at the way that uh, Roman Abramovich has been running the club. Uh, we might be trying to give him a few pointers along the way because you know it's come to that, frankly. So um, let's begin then. We'll start off with you then, Graham, if you like. Um, so Andre Villas-Boas, let's start off with him. He he's gone. Um, terrible mistake. Um, or has he been harshly treated? Uh, should he have been given a bit more time? Uh, I don't think you get a lot of time, do you, at Chelsea? I don't think time <laughs> is a luxury you do not have. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it was the worst Ricardo Montalban impression <laughs> I have ever heard. I, 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 I did have a lot of time to prepare for it. It, it really was something I just tried to wing <laughs> And, uh, and uh, I won't do it again, sorry. Um, Live auditions it, it, every but, week, folks. Yeah, uh, uh, as ever, Ricardo Montalban usually comes up with something. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's very appetizing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> 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 should always look to, to, to the star. Yeah, always refer to the wisdom of uh, Wrath of Khan in, in moments like yeah. that. <laughs> Where's the override? The override is Where's the override? <laughs> usually being chief among them. <laughs> So we'll see if you can beat 15 seconds then, Terry, before, they, before, <laughs> before we dissolve into cultural reference. Uh, but to say, actually, was it a mistake to actually hire him in the first place, I think? Because uh, I think if whatever his remit when he came into to Chelsea, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it was make these old grumpy players play as well as they did four years ago. And just go ahead and make it make it so, uh, or whether or not it was build a new team, let's give a legacy, let's have a future here. Um, go ahead, you've got three seasons to do this. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't I I don't think that was the uh, the remit he had. Um, mm. No, it's, I'd have been something about that didn't quite seem to sit properly with me. I don't know. Yeah. Terry, he was—he uh, was—he was quite sort of—I don't know. Sorry to grab there, just to. No, no. Um, I was just going to say, Terry, I don't know if you sort of saw the early press conferences that AVB did, but he came across as very grumpy, and uh, I know he wouldn't be the first or indeed the last Premier League manager to be uh, so grumpy, but he, I don't think he won over too many fans from the off, and then all this talk of long-term plans and everything—it just sort of spiraled into ridiculousness, didn't it? Yeah, but I think I'm always reminded, uh, and I have been reminded, of something that Arsene Wenger said when uh, he was being interviewed on his one of his many interviews on his tenth uh, uh, year as Arsenal manager, uh, and that is that um, whatever you do at the very beginning, whatever you do, you have to keep winning your football matches. Um, and Andre Villas-Boas, I do think, did have a brief to change things. I mm. think that there was an understanding that things needed to change in the Chelsea squads, the old players needed to be rotated out 
um, and that that was that was his brief. So he would uh, gradually do that. Um, but unfortunately, um, he didn't do it properly. I don't think. And uh, yes, it's true that you know you could say he didn't get enough time, but the reality is is that Chelsea are a top four club, therefore they have to keep winning football matches in order mm-hmm. to maintain that. They're more than a top four club; they're a championship challenging club, and you can't, you can't, you, you don't get four or five weeks of no res- of, of, of of no positive results mm. for a club like Chelsea because you need to keep winning; otherwise, you don't achieve what you're supposed to. Yes, it, so that's I... just. That's the reality of it, and and I know it sounds harsh, and it sounds like oh, you know, Abramovich isn't he a bit of a madman for you know being like that and saying oh, you have to change things, but at the same time, you know, you you, you know you have, you have to play your same mm. players, but it's a manager's job to to do that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and Wenger did when he took over, he knew that he had to get rid of the old guard, but he waited a good season, if not longer, and in fact, a number of them surprised him and played a lot longer. I'm sure he would have looked at Tony Adams when he arrived and thought. I'll give that guy six months. Mm. And in fact, he became a linchpin yes. of that side for some Absolutely. years to come. And yeah. v- there was no evidence whatsoever that V.S. Boas had that. And of course, it does look like he'd lost the dressing room. And I know it's easy to blame Lampard and blame Drogba for, and, and, and any of the other senior pros for being like that. But, you know, that, those are the dynamics of a dressing room and it's a manager's job to sort that shit out. And mm. he didn't. No, obviously not. Yeah, uh, yeah I think... I, I, I think if, if he did have the remit to come in and change the squad, it was probably on the proviso to say, yes, OK, you can finish third, but no lower this season. Hmm. Uh, Champions and, League football secured. and Yeah, and yeah. it and at the moment, fifth is looking like something that, that, that is the position they're in and could easily be the position that they'll be in come the end of the season. And that's Which is relegation is, for, yeah. by Chelsea standards. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, currently level on points with Arsenal, although Arsenal are playing as we speak, and um, that will mean that Arsenal have played the same number of games as Chelsea, and, and then you've got like a four-point gap to, to Tottenham in third. So, yes, it's, they've, they've still got some ground to make up there, and not that many games really left to, to, to the end of the season. Not um, not that luxury there, certainly. Um, it's, diff- it's even harder, of course, because this season has seen Tottenham and indeed Manchester City enter, re-enter the top four, or Tottenham re-enter the top four, and Manchester City enter that top four again um, and and so they've you've got two new power powerhouses in, in the Premier League mm. and Chelsea in this position where they need to start making some changes and, and, and doing a bit of transition work mm. and it's incredibly hard for, for anybody to function in that environment and perhaps on reflection a more experienced coach might have been a wiser option although mm-hmm. I mean I don't think Villas-Boas is going to be significantly damaged by by this in terms of his reputation. I no, think people will give him a pass. Um, mm. It's Chelsea, after all. You know, yeah. they are a bit of a comedy club. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, I mean, I was just going to say, turning our attention towards um, Abramovich there. I mean, um, uh, as you say, uh, Tottenham and Manchester City... Yes, now sort of pushing forward and, and are now a, what you might call a genuine threat of sorts for the uh, for the Premier League title. And yet, Graham, this hasn't they haven't suddenly arrived overnight. There's been, you know, Man City. We've known, you know, had um, heavy financial backing backing now for a while. Tottenham have been gradually upping their game for a few seasons. So this, the signs have been there. So um, one would imagine that Abramovich should have. As Terry says, perhaps uh, appointed a, a more experienced coach from the outset, or at least given him the money to buy players to strengthen the squad. Is that something you would uh, go along with? I, I, I would. 
In a certain way, yes, I would go along with that. I, I think the, it doesn't help when the it's not footballing people who are making decisions as to who they should buy. When when he just mm. goes out and buys uh, Torres because he wants Torres, mm. or mm. in the past when he bought Shevchenko because he wanted Shevchenko, <laughs> uh, and these two players broke the broke the records. Uh, actually, yeah. no, uh, Torres didn't break the record. He broke, he broke the the UK record, didn't he? The interclub UK record. Yes, but. Um, it, it it doesn't help that that if that's all if, if all the money is going into in the direction of someone who hasn't got the grand scheme of of the footballing side well, at, at heart, um, and and in both cases, both of those strikers have failed to deliver what everyone would have hoped they would have delivered, and one mm. assumes that that. I don't know. I don't know whether this is the case, but one assumes that V.S. Boas was given the job on the basis, on the understanding that he would play Torres. Yes. And that perhaps, on reflection, he might have, you know, preferred to have dropped Torres more. Mm, yeah. But because of the position that Torres occupies within the club in relation to the owner, mm. that is a very difficult thing to do. And I'm sure that you know, as I said, I mean, Abramovich would have appointed. Viespers on the understanding and said, "Look, if you want this job, you have to you play, play Torres. Yeah. You have to play Torres, and that's the end of it." And mm. to which Viespers would say, "Well, yeah, sure, why not?" And the guy's a you know, top-class striker. He's in a run of bad form. You know, I'm a big man. I can make. I can turn him. You know, like all. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, let's not go anywhere with that. But I mean, you know, what I mean. You, know, you, know where, you know where I'm going with that. But yeah. uh, it's, but and of course, you know, he hasn't been able to do that. Now, do you think, um, Graham, I mean, I, I always felt that that age thing, I mean, forget the analogies of, you know, looking like the closing scene from Big where the kind of adult shrinks down and he's still got the adult overcoat on and he looks half the size <laughs> and all that. We'll pass over that. But just, I always sort of felt that, you know, because he is a young manager, yes, he was clearly very good at what he did and lots of achievements before he even arrived at Chelsea. Um, and yet... For some reason or another, I did wonder, you know, it is that situation where there are players in that squad who are probably slightly older than him and, like, they're having to listen to him and take orders from him. How much of an impact do you think that, do you think that would have had? Well, I think especially when, if he's getting external influence on team selection, I don't think that helps people mm. uh, respect the decisions that a manager makes. If, if, they, if they're looking around the squad and thinking, well, he's only in the squad because he's... Abramovich's mate, mm. uh, and then you know I'm having to sit like getting splinters in my ass because uh, because someone spent a lot of money on someone rather than the fact that I'm playing better than someone. It's not going to be the most motivating thing for any Indeed. player. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know they the players will talk to each other, and there will be rifts. And as soon as a weakness is shown, and as soon as something, as soon as as soon as the players can see, you know, oh well. This guy's going to be gone soon, isn't he? Mm. Then you know it's an there is no there is no way back there. I mean, like how many how many they've got through now? Eight during Abramovich's uh, eight years, eight and a bit years mm, of the club, something like that, isn't it? I yeah. mean, you know, and yeah. you've got people like like uh, Lampard and Terry who have been there for the whole of that time and seen a lot of managers go in that time. So yeah, I suppose it's, it's only it's, natural it's they're going to sort of think. Yeah. Well, actually, I remember when we had. Yeah, two or three managers who were doing far better than this, even in their early days. So they, they've got something to compare to. Yeah, it was interesting. I I, I read somewhere that, that 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 somewhere I can't remember who wrote it now. I think it was in a, in a paper rather than a blog. And it was someone who was, was saying that the the rot at Chelsea set in 
when they sacked Ray Wilkins. Mm. Yes, as, I think I read something as similar. The, yeah. As the uh, assistant there, and about how that has unsettled it, and how in some of the, even the, mo- the most senior Chelsea players have thought that this isn't get the, the, like this. There is no direction now at the club. Hmm. Um, I don't know how true that is, but that's that. that it, it sounds plausible, and uh, uh, often these stories come out when something big, ch- when when a big change happens, and um, it fits in with the with with the scenario. When and was Way Wilkins sacked? Now it, it was year, November two thousand and ten. Right. So who would have been the coach? Angelotti it was Angelotti. Was yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember they were made a big deal out of that at the time, mm. uh, and a lot of a lot of the the, the number one journalists were insisting that this was a big deal and yeah. that the players were not happy about this and a lot of people were then also saying no it's got nothing to do with it and there was a bit of a a bit of a, 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 a debate as to just how important Wilkins was mm. I think Wilkins is a symbol um, rather than necessarily a coach he also obviously was a coach but I think that uh, I think he was an important Figure within that dressing room, I suspect, mm, I because think, of his connection to yeah. the club, I, 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 and because I, he's an extremely affable man. Yeah, mm. and I, I, th- I think that's another thing as well. He's 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 also as well someone with a big media presence. Mm. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the journos will know him, and they will know him well, and he will know him as yeah. a good source. And he would have been a good, exactly. It's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. He would have been an excellent. And I think that's source. another problem with Chelsea is that they are they do have a lot of really good sources in there. So if, mm. if anything is going rumbling under. They can yeah. keep tabs on it. I know that it, we do in this podcast tend to look uh, an awful lot, perhaps more than we should, to the role of the media in the way you know the game goes here. But uh, they do act as a very, very important and indeed our only sort of like filter to to, mm. to what happens. Well, the one thing that you would say about Chelsea, just to just to you know, embellish what Graham has just said, um, mm-hmm. is that they did seem to be an awful. There appeared to be an awful lot of briefing going on and that you know journos are being briefed by various players within that dressing room it looks like anyway mm. and so yeah as Graham was just saying you know the moment anything was wrong then someone was picking up the phone and they were talking to you know whether it be Martin Samuel or whether or not be or any of the others you know and so Patrick Barkley and saying oh he said this and he's done that and he doesn't know what he's doing and oh, I'm not happy and and it, mm. and it all finds its way through and it's difficult for a young coach New to the league, uh, in a in a squad full of big beasts, to, yeah. to 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 deal with that, and you do wonder to what extent uh, his downfall, their contribution to his downfall, has come from the way that his management has been framed in the press, which then of course is then, you know, reflects on the terraces and the the mm. fans then get jumpy and are mm. concerned because they're being given a, a an impression of what's going on in the dressing room, which. Uh, worries them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so, so of course, we've now got uh, Roberto Di Matteo, who is in and was right-hand man to Andre Villas-Boas. Um, a, probably a wise choice in, in, yeah, on reflection, um, given the fact that he did so well at uh, West Brom. I think I'm right in saying, wasn't it? It was West Brom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he now slots in. So do you, do you foresee that he can now return a, a steadying influence back to matters on the pitch and I mean be be far-sighted of us to sort of suggest whether he could end up getting the job permanently or not but um, do you think he can keep Chelsea on course potentially for say a third place finish how much confidence do you have in him I 
I think it's 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 quite a, a clever move in, in in the short term. Mm. If if you want to try try and get you know the the fans back on your side, if you bring in someone who is uh, uh, you know someone Former that player. fans are familiar with, you know, someone with a little bit of experience, not a great deal, but a bit of experience, mm. uh, just to to calm a few nerves. Uh, I think there's probably quite a lot of Chelsea fans that would be that would have thought they would have gone big immediately and got and got someone in place yep. uh, straight away. Sure. Um, but as you say, but it's funny that mentioning Ray Wilkins. You know that one as well as the fact that he was sort of good with the press or whatever. He's also he has some respect. The fact that he used to be a, a former player and um, nothing that fans like better than to see former players still involved with the club, albeit at a higher level, regardless of whether they're actually any good at managing the team or not. I suppose. Well, yeah, I think I think there is a lot. Uh, the former players do tend to be able to get a little bit more forgiveness from from fans. Mm. Uh, I think, anyway. Um, not a popular guy, though, in the dressing room. I thought. Well, I was understanding that Di Matteo was 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 not well liked. Oh, is that no, true? So it was an interesting. Yeah, that's Probably. I've heard that. But again, I mean, you know, there's only stuff that I've heard. I don't know. I, mean, you know, I, I don't have Frank's number. <laughs> Frank, if you're listening, DM me. You know, and, uh, you know, give me your number. And, uh, D Mateo, yes. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, um, yeah. Well, I, well, yes. I'm, I'm glad that we can um, now prick the bubble of his legend uh, before um, before <laughs> bad results do it for him. Maybe that's why they've got got uh, Eddie Newton there as well. Maybe he's a more active yeah. chap. You know. Yeah. Maybe. Like maybe just... so. He yeah. could be a, 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 a Ray Wilkins for the uh, for the twenty first century. <laughs> if he starts saying chaps, then <laughs> if he starts referring to the chaps as chaps, then then, then we know then we, we know, know exactly what is there. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. yes, he's the new right angle Ray, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, um, when we mentioned the the, the, the permanent job, uh, Matteo is going to be in situ there until the end of the season, um, and it may be that he gets the job permanently. But of course, a number of other uh, candidates being mentioned at this stage. Uh, of course, top of the shop there is uh, your man Jose Mourinho. Um, what say his chances of coming back, Terry? I genuinely don't know the answer to that, Chris. Well, what would it you like the answer to, make to be? Sense. I don't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me either, no. Because I don't see how any of the issues that he had with Abramovich are going to have been resolved when and if he comes back. Hmm. Um, there's nowhere else he can... The only thing I guess he could say that he... The only unfinished business he has is that he didn't do the Champions League with Chelsea. Mm. Um, yes. But he's got to go back to go in, and presumably he's still faced with the same challenges that VS Boas had. And it's got the same team, only only three years old. Are you are you guys still here? (laughs) What a legacy that man left! You should be be all playing in Qatar or in the MLS by now. You know, go on up it. And he's got. (laughs) That's not going to be easy. And you just you feel that Mourinho is. Mourinho is best when he takes over brand new uh, or new squads uh, at the peak of their powers and then and then fulfills their potential. Mm. But you know, th- you know, there is a perception that that Chelsea squad does need a refresh, mm. fairly there, substantial one. But, and I don't know whether or not he's really that guy. Uh, and again, mm. I mean, you know, I'm not, even, with I'm not, not, not even sure that he wants it either because <laughs> the. the the trouble that the, that Chelsea are facing now, especially with uh, the financial fair play thing, is the fact that they can't just throw money at the side to get <laughs> a Champions League spot. Yes, because even if they do get it, they'll they'll have 
they'll have actually buggered up their their budget so much to do it that that they won't be able to actually they won't go in there anyway. Um, <laughs> so you've got this this catch twenty two situation for Chelsea. If they don't if they don't qualify this year, they won't get the money for the Champions League. So mm. they can't cover their expenses with the money they're going to get from the TV for for for, for the European competition. It's it's a it's in a dangerous situation for them because as well they're not going to be able to just go ahead and spend fifty million quid on another striker, even a decent one this time. It's good they're going to need someone who can kind of come in and, and work with the resources that are there essentially, don't they really? Um, yeah, and I don't think that's what Mourinho does. And the thing is, I think that's that's not what that's not what most of the top 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 class coaches necessarily do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that Mourinho will be offered more interesting challenges at the end of the season um, mm. than Chelsea um, yep. with bigger budgets. I mean, I think if City don't win the league this season, then I think Mancini well, will be sacked. Yes. Uh, I think that Bayern Munich will be in the market for a new coach at the end of the season um, and they mm-hmm. may not recruit from from within the existing pool of outstanding young managers there, there, and you know, and a whole host of other big clubs that will be needing managers, perhaps even dare I say at Liverpool. Yeah, um, the thing, the the only thing that that Mourinho has to do at Chelsea is collect a large sum of money, and and you know I don't think he's short for Bob or two. Hmm. So, <laughs> I, yes. I, and it's not Point as if taken. he's coming to the end of his managerial career no, either. You don't you don't collect as much money as he has by just being a mercenary. Yeah, you know you 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 get to the position where you don't get yourself on billboards for uh, very very lucrative banks um, in a, in the city of London because you are a, a, a Sven Euron Eriksson. You know he, he, he's he's got professional standards and sets very high professional values, and he is determined to succeed. He's not going to go to Chelsea just to just to get a payday. Uh, mm. I think he's probably I suspect he's got more time for Chelsea the club than to take the piss out of them in that way as well. Yep. Um, I just don't think that he's that kind of guy. Sven is. Oh, God, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, obviously, he was one of the first to put his hat in the ring when the job became vacant. <laughs> he's, you know? he's, he's our new Martin O'Neill on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think Don Fabio could be our new Martin O'Neill. Well, I, I, I was, I was going to speculate that perhaps um, if Don Fabio isn't given a gig... Mm. in Serie A, that would he be interested in it? And I'm sure he probably would. Because... Arguably, the work that he's done, particularly at Real Madrid and at Juventus, has mm-hmm. been along the lines of you know. Well, yeah, I suppose if you can work, if you can work, work, work for Perez, it can work for Abramovich. <laughs> Quite, yeah. Cool, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, and I mean, he's he's always won stuff wherever he's gone with one specific exception. Certainly, <laughs> any club that he's been to, he's always won stuff. I think he would be a, he'd probably be a sensible choice. I, I don't know whether how realistic it is, but it would be seem mm. sensible on the outside. Well, indeed, indeed so. Um, interesting, just staying with you there, Terry. Actually, interesting, just looking down the list of sort of candidates, uh, at least with the uh, with the bookies. Um, it looks like fifth favourite at the moment is Yergi Love. Discuss. Well, that's been mentioned an awful lot, but yeah. I, I would really like to know where that what, what on earth the basis of that is, <laughs> apart from the fact that there's been reports that Abramovich has met Yergi Love. Um, ah, Abramovich right. is also um, very heavily involved in in international football with. With the the Russian hosting Russia hosting the the World Cup, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if 
you know, he did an awful lot of talking to international football uh, football coaches. Yogi Love is not a club coach. He has not got any demonstrable record of being a decent club coach. <laughs> Why on earth? Uh, he it, would, it would just be Big Phil all over again, wouldn't it? Yeah, it just got, just mm. strikes me as being an absolute, yeah. you know, Klopp. However, well, I mean, if you're looking for that, then it would be yeah, Klopp. Mm. Would be Jurgen Klopp or Borussia better, Dortmund. Yeah. Would 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 be a, yeah. If you're going to go if you're going to go German, um, then he would be a good idea. But again, I I, think, I suspect he'd be a disaster because he's an absolute ideologue and and, and would want mm. things done his way. And you know the reason why he's you know he's going so well at Dortmund is because he's you know he's insisting on his vision being implemented. And Dortmund is a, it was a blank canvas when he arrived and said we need a, someone to you know sort all this out, which he has done. That's not what's happening at Chelsea. As I said, you know, he hasn't got half a half a year to 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 be, or even a year hmm, to produce we'll mediocre time. results and 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 build up, which is what he had at Dortmund. So, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I mean, the run of the the the, re, the problem with selecting a new coach is that there isn't a really obvious candidate around. Which is possibly why one hasn't been given, one hasn't been selected immediately. Well, that's because you yeah. sent them all. Yeah, <laughs> where on earth do you go? Yeah, I mean, he, his last coach was Carlo Ancelotti. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, where do you go from Carlo Ancelotti? Yeah. So what he did? Go was, and find someone better than him. He went. Um. You can't. There isn't anyone. Yeah, exactly. There is no one better than him, apart from Jose Mourinho, who he's already employed. I mean, they just aren't around. I mean, you, I mean, maybe someone like Lou Van Gaal. I mean, that would just mm-hmm. be an absolute. That would. Be, I mean, that'd be great fun for the rest of us but just to watch the <laughs> infighting. Because I mean, if anyone can start an argument in an empty room, it's Louis van Gaal. Um, and, yeah. and 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 you know, there is just isn't there just isn't anyone. I mean, he's used them all up, and there's no one left. And the, the only thing he had left was to go with youth. Mm. Uh, VS Boas, mm-hmm. obviously, having won um, the treble last season for Porto, um, and I mean, you know, he's, he's well, he's not even lasted. Well, he's lasted six months, and mm. and he's out. It's just—it's ridiculous, frankly. It's yeah. a shambles, is what it is. I, I suppose, from the point of view of, of um, potential managers across the continent, indeed across the world, who might be sort of thinking, "Oh, I've got a chance to to do something here if I if I put my name into the into the hat, make myself known." Of course, the, the, maybe the allure for for managers is to get in there for six months, balls it all up, and then take the money. And I mean, that that you know, a nice short contract and yeah, well paid. I, 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 I don't exactly. know why 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 Harry isn't two to one. <laughs> 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 if this England thing hadn't happened, I think there's part of him going, "Gosh, I'm going to have to see through this England <laughs> yeah, thing. Now, otherwise, I will be lynched." You know, <laughs> there's part of him thinking, "Oh yeah, I could do six months of that." That'd be all right. But this is the saloon that that that, that Abramovich is drinking in now. Mm. You know, a saloon full of chances and mercenaries. Mm. You know, to all the good people. You know, you know, he's already he's already used them, and there's no one, and there's no one realistic left. You know, Yogi Love is is good, but I mean, it was, there's no way of knowing whether it would be a success. It might be a success. There's no way of knowing. That's the point. Yes, quite so. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's actually quite interesting the whole thing about maybe getting a German coach in because, as I say, we I don't think we've there's, there's been one yet, has there in the, in the history of the Premier League? So it could be I quite don't an think interesting. So. No, I think there is no. There's also issues about the fact that having you know German coaches, generally speaking, in the English Premier League is. I think he's still a little way off. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think the English media is ready for that. I'm not sure there are a significant amount of English supporters who are ready for a German coach. <laughs> so, well, you know, you, I don't know. Maybe um, one of the Scottish guys bringing a Scottish geezer. 
Mm. I was just going to say, Jupp Heynckes is the other name that apparently is on the list, but um, he's Seriously? well down. Apparently 25, 25 to 1. Really? Oh, 25 to 1. Oh, okay, well, there. So not exactly a favourite, but nonetheless, he's, he's I mean, I'm there. astonished that he's even on the board. Uh, the, 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 Must be some Far Eastern money just yes. suddenly <laughs> moved over there for some reason. Well, Munich, someone clicked the wrong box, obviously. <laughs> Bayern Munich had to strenuously deny uh, the, the rumours that he'd been sacked last week, Jopankas. Um, mm. And, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I don't think he's expected to... to, to to make it uh, beyond the, the start of the new season, I think he's expected to be sacked so mm. uh, and replaced by someone else. So um, that will be a, a big surprise. And you know, the guy—I don't well, he could do, I suppose. But, yeah. You know, at I, his stage of his career, he might well feel, you know, he's—he's. He's, I think he's previously said that Bayern would be his last job. Anyway, let's not dwell on too much on Bundesliga stuff. Sorry about that. No, not at all. I, you know, I think um, I think we need to explore these avenues. There it is. Uh, Yes, so um, we're pretty much out of time, um, except to sort of say that um, Chelsea's uh, immediate fixtures that are coming up, of course, they've got Napoli uh, in a couple of nights' time, as we're recording this on Wednesday night. Then they've got Leicester City in the FA Cup in a replay there. And then Man City and Tottenham in the Premier League. So um, if they're struggling to get past those two games in particular, then it's going to make the the, the closing run-in at the end of the season very interesting, certainly from the from the neutrals' point of view, if not from the uh, Chelsea fans' point of view. That could be their saving, saving grace, though. If they have because, a good 10 days, then yeah. they, they, we could be saying, crisis, what, what, what crisis? If they could get past Napoli, I think they'll... Oh, Napoli are good, though. Napoli are really yeah, good. No, yes. they won't, they won't get past so it seems hard to believe that. that and obviously, you'd expect them to get past Leicester, but... but City and Tottenham, it's March, it's choky-choky time. <laughs> Traditionally, it's choky time, isn't it, for, yes. team, for teams that are challenging. Um, and that if they're not going to make it, this is usually the time that they start to choke. Mm. And there's evidence that perhaps that's what they're doing. So, mm. yeah. who knows? Yeah. Chelsea might be around to capitalise on, on their choky. Mm. Yeah, or else you see you see both both teams who are, who are choking on it at the same time. Mm. <laughs> yes, yeah, so either way, the game finishes minus one all. It's got to happen sooner rather than later, in my view. Um, anyway, I reckon that's uh, pretty much all we've got time for for this week with regards to that discussion. Uh, we urge you, as always, to contribute if you have a view. Uh, get in touch via footballfairground.com forward slash sound of football. Uh, our Facebook fan page, football, sorry, facebook.com forward slash sound of football, or indeed follow us at sound of football on Twitter. Uh, we'd be very interested to hear your views. Um, before we go, I think, uh, can we sort of slip in a, a quick uh, heads up for people, Terry, on Socrates? It's probably pretty much fully booked now, is it not? Socrates 11? Uh, there are still some places left available at Socrates 11. Uh, if you go to uh, if you go to Football Fairground and you click on the link for Socrates or go to s.ocret.es, you will find all the details there. Mm. Brilliantly said. And, and yes, and, and see you there. Yes, indeed. If, you, if you're listening and you're going to be there, we look forward to seeing you. It's going to be a tremendous uh, evening as ever. Uh, a good chance to meet some of you doing fine work in the blogging and podcasting field. Anyway, that's that. Thanks for listening. Do join us again next time around for another Sound of Football podcast. And until then, it's goodbye from myself, from Terry, and from Graham. A fond farewell from the three of us. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Fame is a luxury you don't have. Come!